Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Welcome, everyone. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. I'm Tori Zori from 88.9. And this is Cinnabuds. And this week on Cinnabuds, we are going to be talking about the new Pinocchio. That's Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. What is that? Papa! <gasps> it speaks! He's just a puppet. No, I'm not. I'm a real boy. The new Pinocchio from Guillermo del Toro and Mark Gustafson. Let's not forget Gusty, as I call him. Good old Gusty. Yeah. It just came out and uh, on Netflix. And it is the old story of Pinocchio, the wooden boy who wants to be a real boy. And we recently, uh, not too long ago, did the Disney remake. Yeah, live the action live action. Mm-hmm. Of Pinocchio too. So we, we're doing all the Pinocchios. I'm going to be bold and say this is not a remake. I feel like this is more of a reimagining, reimagining <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the 1954 classic Pinocchio, yeah. whereas the first one we saw was definitely a remake. Yeah. And although it looked really cool, I'm like, why did this have to happen? Right. I feel a little differently about this new one. Wait, can we talk about cinematography first? Because you yeah. know in a Guillermo de Toro movie, yeah. you know you're going to see something that looks For insane. Sure. The cinematographer, Frank Passingham, he, who did Flushed Away and Chicken Run, don't oh, ho- yeah. hold that against him. <laughs> okay, he told IndieWire magazine, Christopher, there yes. was one film I told my people to watch before we started this as inspiration. Do yeah. you know what film that was or could you guess? No. Dun, 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 dun. The Godfather. <laughs> Would never in a million years. That's what he wanted his he team wanted to, to watch. Like. To yeah, to watch for inspiration on the vibe he wanted for this new Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Shadowing light. I think how pe- the blocking of the characters. Right. This was so yeah. dramatic and beautiful. Yeah, but it's all animated. It's that kind. That's that stop motion animation mm-hmm. you expect from like Coraline, Nightmare Before Christmas, that kind of animation. Yeah. But yeah, I did not get. I mean, I guess maybe thinking back, I can see definitely the darkness of a, of a Godfather. Yeah, this is not the Pinocchio you are used to. This is not a Disney Pinocchio. This is a bit of a darker edge to it. Has some elements that you we haven't had before. So it's definitely a new take on it. Oh, uh, this is a Pinocchio. What would you rate this? This isn't a Pinocchio for children. No. No, there was definitely a moment in the movie I was like, well, okay, now I know this is not for children. This is, this is one of those, you know... Actually, I think I'm trying to think of another animated film. Uh, Heavy Metal from the 80s. Heavy Metal (laughs) is not for children. Heavy Metal is for teenage boys and adults. (laughs) Family Guys, not for children. Family Guys, not for children. This is not those either. So this is its own thing. But this is a special treat for adults who like dark stories. Because this ultimately, you know, a father's wish magically, you know, comes true, brings a wooden boy to life. But it was so much more than that, which I want to get into what that means. But before we even go to the full on podcast, are you what are your thoughts? Are you thumbs thumbs upping Am I it? Thumbs upping it? I I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, I the reviews across the board seem very positive about this so far that I've seen. Yeah, pretty pretty consistently. And when I started it, I had one feeling. When I, I had a similar feeling when I continued it. I 
I am sort of middle of the road on this. I have some problems and I have, haven't figured them all yet out yet. Because on paper, this is like right up my alley. I was so excited mm-hmm. about this. All right. What about, gonna, yeah. Well, let's hear what you think in the podcast. Yeah. We'll save yours for the podcast. We'll dive into your problems with it for the podcast, too. <laughs> well, stick around. Uh, right when we get back, we will talk about the rest of Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the Honor System. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. All right. We're back. And we're digging into that little puppet. Oh, my goodness. So... There's a little bit of music in this, but it wasn't a musical like the original Disney. In yeah. fact, they kind of made fun of themselves. At one point, Jiminy Cricket was getting ready to sing a song and then got the door slammed in his face and the song was over <laughs> yeah. before it even began. It's almost like they're telling you, like, this isn't going to be like that. Right. But I want to talk about why you're, like, middle of the road with I this one. I am more surprised than anyone else. Hmm. I w- saw the trailer for this and I was like, oh, thank gosh. I Like, I'm really, I didn't say thank gosh, though. That's a weird thing to say. Uh, <laughs> My goodness. I said, huzzah. <laughs> um, no, I was so excited. I love this style of, I love Coraline. I love mm-hmm. Number for Christmas, James and the Giant Peach. I love this animation so much. And I thought Guillermo del Toro doing this is going to be so cool. I knew it had an element of uh, Mussolini's Italy, World War II. And I'm like, where is that coming from? But that makes it, gives it this darker edge. Fascism. Am I right? Let's throw fascism into Pinocchio. (laughs) And so I was so excited. And then I watched a few weeks ago, I watched the first 20 minutes and I was like, I'm not, I just turned it. I was like, I don't want to watch any more of this. What? Where, where did it go wrong for you? It didn't even go. Well, uh, here's the thing. And here's my favorite thing about this movie it looks unbelievable. It truly is. It's does. like some of the best character design and set design. You know, it's an animated movie. Like I said, all the little puppets that they make for it are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love action figures of each one of these characters. They're so cool looking. Mm-hmm. They're at this fair and you see a strong man and the fat lady, you know, together. Oh my gosh. Strong man had this beard, beard that had like eight layers. It was so cool looking. The lighting is amazing. It looked and there's been tons of movies in my life where the look of the film will totally offset any problems I have with it. I was bored out of my mind. No way. I thought this has a ton of strong talent. Mm-hmm. All they had Ewan McGregor as Jimmy Love Cricket. Him. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman was in it. Kate Blanchett doesn't even speak. She she makes monkey noises. Right. Tilda she- <laughs> Right. And then Tilda Swinton. I mean, you have Kate Blanchett and Tilda Swinton I in a know. movie together. I feel, listen, I'm going to say this up front. I might be on the wrong side of this. I have, you know, everyone has their opinion and they're entitled to it and so am I. I still feel like I didn't see this right. Wow. Because I was, I thought even with all of those people, none of the personalities of any of the characters made any impact on me. Mm. I, there was no joke, there was no fun. Like uh, there was no uh, jokes that landed for me like yeah. and you I understand this is not for kids but you'd think in a movie like this that's so whimsical there'd be some bits that were like entertaining and a like oh that's oh that's funny that's a good bit they did there's a few visual things that were cool but again that's all on the visual side of it I loved and the story and the characters I just 
nothing. That is what got, all right, so we are like opposite ends this time around because for me from the beginning, I got into the story way more than the last time we watched Pinocchio or even the original because there was character development for me for the son, right? You got to see Geppetto and his son interacting when his son was still alive and the kind of relationship that they had there instead of just like assuming what it was like, like before I saw this remake, I thought, okay, this is about uh, an old man who misses his son and he makes puppets and he's just trying to like replace his son because he's so very lonely, which is sad. But with this remake to me, it was more about, so then there was a son's personality, but then there was also the puppet Pinocchio who wasn't his son. He was clearly like a different personality, a different type of character because he wasn't human. I just thought that the whole message of this one really resonated with me. Like the kid is just trying to make the, his papa happy. Yeah. The papa really misses his son, but not necessarily this puppet he created yeah. to replace his son. And so to me, there was more of a family dynamic there, more of a human character development for me, both within Geppetto, because yeah. Geppetto to me before was boring. And yes. I really thought he was so interesting in this one. And then with Pinocchio, too, wasn't just this annoying puppet that was running around singing. Like, he had some really good reasons for wanting to do the things he did to help out his father. Whereas, I think in the original story, it was just kind of, I don't know, nothing. There wasn't really a lot of character development. So, I was feeling it. Yeah. I was feeling it. I'm glad. And I, like I said, most people seem to be. So, I I feel on the wrong side of it. But, yeah, I do agree about the character development and showing, like, the time he spent with his son beforehand. (laughs) <laughs> like what we talked about already, this is not for kids because right away, like a bomb comes down and mm-hmm. destroys a church, I think. <laughs> and a child. <laughs> and a ch- I didn't even want to say it. I'm glad you said it. I was like, I go, I immediately thought, well, okay, this is, who is this for? <laughs> who is this movie for? Yeah. This is definitely not a Pinocchio your kids should watch. So I was all in on like, okay, I understand this is now for, you know, me, for an adult who likes this kind of stuff. But I do agree that that character development was better. And some of the cheesy elements that you'll find in that recent remake that we talked about, the Disney one with Tom Hanks, yeah, are, are definitely not here. I don't, it was like Jiminy Cricket, Pinocchio, the guy who runs the f- the fair who's trying to get Pinocchio to make money. I forgot mm, his name. Mm-hmm. It's played by Christoph Waltz. Oh my gosh, he was so... He was really good in there. It took me a while to figure out who was playing Yeah, that. I didn't... I couldn't figure it out either... Uh, but for some reason, none of those actors came, gave any real life to those characters for me. Christoph Waltz, who's great. And again, I just feel like maybe I just ate a bad sandwich <laughs> and I was like grumpy. But I was like, I'm not getting anything from this guy for this character. Mm. I also kind of missed the because they combine a little bit like in the original. You have I forgot the name of the character, but he's a fox, I believe. Keegan Michael oh, Key yeah. played him. He was one of our favorite. Parts he was, of he was like movie. favorite. So I, they don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not animals in this world that are playing, except for Jiminy Cricket. Well, and the was monkey. That? Oh yeah, and the monkey. That's true. That's true. But that monkey just squeaked. It didn't. And the talk. whole or monster. That's it was true. really more of a yeah. sea monster than a whale. Jiminy Cricket is the only one that's like oh, speaks like right. a person. You know, mm-hmm. the monkey plays a monkey, but he's still the monkey knows what's going. Spazzatura, I believe, is the name. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't connect. I just was very bored by most of the characters, even while being absolutely blown away by the look of it. There was a moment. Here's a good example. 
there's a scene where Pinocchio, so they do something different with the whale or the beast when they try to get out and which is clever. And I like all the changes they made, like, like, oh, let's make this our own. So they, instead they try to get Pinocchio's nose to grow so they can climb out on the nose. Mm -hmm. And then they, so he has to say a bunch of lies. And I was like, oh, what a good opportunity. This is going to be fun. You got to say a bunch of lies to get out. What a great opportunity for some absurdity and some humor. But it was just it was just like, I don't love you. Oh, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. The lies I thought were like, oh, this is the most boring choice you could make for this scene. But he's Such still potential. a kid. He he's is. still an innocent well, child. That's what, yes, but kids' absurdity is like their number one thing. They say weird stuff all oh, the time. That is true. <laughs> I was like, yeah, say, I'm a blue door. Or I, I don't know. That was terrible too. Those were the, I wanted more of those moments of whimsy in mm-hmm. a film that the basis of it is this very whimsical thing. Mm-hmm. There's also an element in this that it's not in other ones, which I, won't, I don't want to spoil too much, but it has a lot to do with immortality and the character of Pinocchio and how he lives and dies. And I know there's a lot about death in this movie, I, but that whole element, again, while visually amazing, I was, I was like, I don't know why this is here. <laughs> I guess because they were also integrating this story about the war, Mm -hmm. which for me only came in a little bit of the film. And it seems like such a big element to only put in like for like a, I'd say like maybe a quarter of it. Yeah. It's. I just was disconnected for some reason. But like the commentary of when people in power started finding out what Pinocchio is and is capable of. He was being pulled in different directions of people wanting to control him. The war people thought he would make the perfect soldier, right? Right, Because he can't die. And there was the entertainment factor. And I don't know. I just... No, I, mean, I love I, that we disagreed. Yeah. All right, this is my question though yeah, that's yeah. burning. Why I can't think of anything else because I just yeah. want to ask you <laughs> how many sittings did it take for you to watch it then? You stopped after 20 minutes oh, the yeah. first time. Just two. Okay. Just two. It was like the first 20 minutes, and then yesterday actually I sat down and I watched the rest of it. I do think I paused once, but not because of the movie. I think it was something practical. Did Nicole stuff. set you up like Clockwork Orange with yeah. those things on your eyes so you had to <laughs> she watch moistened it? moistened my eyes so I kept them open the whole time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. but no, but I agree. It's funny because as you're saying all the things, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying on paper. But my personal connection with it, like the the production of those things that you're saying to me didn't connect. But I, I still agree with all those things. Like I do like the element that they brought in. Mm. I like the themes that they explored using this like child, like classic child's character. I like all of it in theory, but just in practice, I didn't for some reason. If you were to go back and yeah. watch this version of Pinocchio with yeah. the sound down, what would you put in the background to enhance it for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, like a squeeze box? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Old a little squeeze. bit more. I mean, that's too true. I feel bad because that's kind of traditional because, they're you know, they have the fair and it's got a very like accordion, like an Amelie soundtrack, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of harpsichordy feel. I feel like... Even though it's a dark film, there could have been more whimsy and humor in it. Because mm-hmm. I think one really helps accentuate the other. Agree. Jiminy Cricket, there's a couple moments where he keeps getting squashed. Yeah. And then he keeps, oh, the pain. He says that several times. And I was like, that is an <laughs> old reference. Like, oh, that's, like, oh, the humanity, oh, the pain. Oh. And that he does it a couple times. I'm like, that's, it didn't, wasn't funny the first time. And they have like three times in here. 
I found Jiminy Cricket to be the most annoying part of this okay. movie. Okay, all right. Just so Fine. you know, I just needed a life life raft, and you gave it to me. <laughs> except for <laughs> except for when he was singing, because I love Ian McGregor's voice. I just yeah, I literally I did close my eyes and just picture Ian McGregor singing, which then made it that took me out of the movie. So I guess I was. <laughs> yeah, that's. Helpful. I guess I had my moments. Too. Yeah, that's good. I don't want to be all negative because. Like I said, so I'm glad so many people are enjoying this movie because, again, I, this is one of my favorite kind of visual styles. This These stop motion animation, I'm so glad they're coming back. It was so good, Christopher, that there were moments where I forgot where I was watching a stop motion animation because yeah. I think they just, they're getting so good at it. And yeah. the sculptors who work on these puppets and toys, yeah. oh, incredible. Uh, Geppetto's beard. I, every time I don't think I looked at his eyes. I was watching his beard the whole time we talked. It's New band so name. Spread out. <laughs> Geppetto's beard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what kind of music would they play? Squeeze box music. Yeah, obviously. I feel like it'd be pirate shanties, <laughs> like things like that. Ooh, pirate shanties. That would have been a good thing to listen to. <laughs> I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes to see if I could find out what they gave this movie. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so obsessed lately to find out what Rotten Tomatoes thinks of things. Probably because I started paying attention to where my tomato rating oh, lands yeah. with theirs. And it's right. usually pretty close. Oh, 97%. Yeah. And Letterboxd, which is my new favorite go-to, has a 4.1 out of, and they do a five scale. Mm-hmm. And re- even really good movies, it's like high three is like a really good movie. And it's got a 4.1. So people oh, are wow. loving this movie. And I am happy for it. Because again, there's... I mean, if I don't like a movie, I will back it up. Mm-hmm. There's been a handful of movies in my life. Fargo is another great example. I'm on the wrong side of this. Like, Whoa. I fully feel like this is just me. <laughs> <laughs> right. You realize that you're the only this one is, in the world that didn't I, like I'm Fargo? I'm not right. I'm not Wait, right. Wait, the show or the movie? The movie. Dang. I know. That was a long time ago, too, before movies got better. And maybe the first. <laughs> yes, before <laughs> movies got good. It was maybe the first time I thought, why is the world... In, in on this and I am outside of this for some mm. reason where I didn't feel justified in it. I was like, no, nah, there's something I missed and it's all me. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. I love this conversation. I am excited to hear from people if they watched this movie, yeah. if they thought it was soulless or if they <laughs> <laughs> put words in your mouth yeah. or if you enjoy the character development um, or maybe you fell somewhere in between or maybe there's something we're missing yeah. that or blew your you mind. Too are dead inside yeah. and for some reason did Call not the connect to this movie. hotline. Yeah. That's right. He will talk you Let's through it. Let's all talk and figure out what's wrong with us. <laughs> all right, now we get to a new section we're trying out. Recommended if you like. Yeah. <laughs> it's either things that re- I, when I watched this movie reminded me of this movie or things that if you haven't watched this movie yet, but I know you like that yeah. you'll probably like checking this out. I think you already mentioned a couple films yeah. visually that kind of right. line up with what this movie's like. I always go to music and yeah. I haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. So I'm failing at my own segment. Like I don't, <laughs> I feel like it's got to be some kind of, not Italian disco. Oh, what would man. be a World War II era Italian? <laughs> Mussolini. Yeah, Mussolini. Mussolini's greatest hits. Oh, now I was just thinking there was an industrial band in the late 80s, early oh. 90s called Mussolini Headkick. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really probably the only kind of band you want to have. Uh, That's true. If you're you going to have Mussolini's name in your title, it should be followed by Headkick. Yeah, followed by some violence to yeah. the man. Yes, exactly. Well, I will say one... 
uh, read Pinocchio. Pinocchio is a very cool story. I am, I think we mentioned this before, I'm really into revisiting or visiting for the first time some children's classics. Mm -hmm. Pinocchio is a really interesting story with a lot of different bits. It's a very episodic sort of a book. But yeah, read Pinocchio because it's always fun to see what the original source was and how different it is from all the different incarnations. I am going to piggyback on that because when I was watching the movie, thinking recommended if you like, I was thinking I got to go back and read Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah, yeah, the absolutely. original super dark yeah. German That's tales true. of woe and love and loss with a little bit of. And this is also, I do like this uh, Pinocchio in the sense that I like bringing some darkness to a kid's movie because I, I'm not like, we coddle these kids, but honestly kids can take it. And I remember seeing like Willy Wonka when I was a kid and thinking, Oh, this, some of this scares me, but I'm cool with it. Like Mm -hmm. I can process it. Kids are tough. They can absorb some of this stuff. Maybe not like a tiny kid shouldn't watch this Pinocchio. (laughs) Right. But like your tween or definitely this is a fun one where you could sit down. I feel like in bond, with your emo teenagers over. (laughs) Yeah, for (laughs) certain. I also want to call out a movie I unexpectedly loved. Mm -hmm. It looked like a straight to Netflix sort of, I don't know if it's Pixar. I honestly don't know who did it, but Sea Beast is an animated film. Yeah, it didn't get a lot of attention this year, but it just came out and it's a very, in many ways, very typical kind of like Pixar Disney kind of film, even though, like I said, I'm not sure who who put it out about a pirate or a, a sea adventurer who goes out in search of sea beasts to kill him and then has a change of heart because he meets a very sweet sea beast, as you can imagine. Oh, it's got the, you know, obligatory, adorable sidekick characters, mm-hmm. but it worked for it was so sweet. <laughs> like the characters are really good. The big sea beast. It's like sweet and I want, again, I want action figures of them all. (laughs) But I just, I don't know, I really connected to it. I was like, this is really delightful and nice and has some lovely animation like you expect from those movies. Sorry if you mentioned this already. When when did this come out? I think it came out just this year. Again, a very quiet, no no premiere. It wasn't uh, wasn't in the theaters as far as I can recall. Didn't hear much about it. Just sort of showed up on, on Netflix, but it's really good. Nice. Sea Beast. I have been, I'm going to switch it up and say lately, all I've been doing when I get home is putting my comfy clothes on and grabbing my Nintendo Switch and playing Yoshi's Crafted World. (laughs) It is a video game based on Yoshi and the whole Mario Brothers universe, but the visuals of it all looks like crafted paper. And so like, it's not. 3D, it's more like, would it be like 2D? So it's like a mountain. If you go on the backside of it, you can see whatever cardboard they use to cut it out. And you can see like the hand painted. So it looks like everything in the game, including the costumes and the characters and the background, and even all the things you have to accomplish are all look like you sat down and made everything from like craft paper, glue, glitter, crayons, paint. So Yoshi's Crafted World is visually stunning and it's got different levels of difficulty. Mine is childlike that I enjoy. I don't like stressing out when I play video games. So there's really good levels and you can play with two players. So if you've got someone at home that's really good at it, you can literally hop on their back in the adventure and just shoot stuff safely. (laughs) Oh, that's great. You know, it's funny. I play video games like once a year. Like I play a game until I'm done with it. So it's like a couple, two, three weeks. And then I'm done. I'm good. I'm sated. Mm. 
have a weird relationship, I feel like, with video games. Like I, You just a, do it intensely and then it's done. Yeah, when you're done, you're done. Yeah, just once in a while, I'm like, oh, I'm really into this one, play it, and now I'm done, I'm, I'm good. But I did Zelda, the new Zelda, because I got a uh, Switch for Nicole for her birthday a couple of years ago. Well, we can play Switch online together. Oh, can we do that? Mm-hmm. See, I don't know anything. But I played the new Zelda game. And man, I was super into it. And when it was over, I was sad. I'm like, no, I want to do it again. Did you accomplish the I whole thing? Yeah, I did the whole thing. Are you a run through and do the minimum just to get no, to the next? No, no, no. I did a ton of the side quests. Side hustles? Yeah, until I got kind of bored with like there's certain kinds you do. I'm like, okay, I've done plenty of those now. But yeah, I would say three or four weeks with that one. I would took a little while. Oh, I would love to know from our listeners if they also love video games. Yeah. What's your favorite classic video game? And then what, if you get to play video games now, what is your favorite new game? Yeah, recommend I like open, this is all selfish. I like open world games. What should I play? (laughs) This is just (laughs) me crowdsourcing. (laughs) We, this is a team effort, my friends, for the two of you you listening. Yeah. Please (laughs) let both of you let us know what you've been digging. Mom, ignore this because we've already had this conversation. (laughs) Well, this has been great. This is Cinnabuds. Cinnabuds. Mm. Mm. Cinnabuds is produced by Nate Imig and Kiri Salinas. Our theme song is made lovingly from the brain box of <laughs> local hero and musician Brett Newski. Oh, uh, it's got a great brain box. And we couldn't do this without the support of our members, both here at Radio Milwaukee and over at My House, which is Milwaukee Film. And we love you guys so much. Thanks for all your support. See you at the movies. <laughs> See you at the movies. Can we say that? <laughs> well, uh, copyright. See you at the movies. <laughs>